What's up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. we got a lot to talk about on today's show. A major, major movie uh, release date unveiled this week. Black Widow pushed back to July. That may sound like bad news, given that it was supposed to come out in May. But the great news, now we're looking at a simultaneous release on Disney+. Plus. We'll get you guys the details on that, how that will play out and how that... Um, ends up shaking up a lot of the Marvel schedule, but Black Widow will come out in theaters as well as a streaming service, that service being Disney Plus, on July. So we'll be talking about that in just a moment. Also, the Snyder Cut just came out. If you're listening to this podcast, we're doing basically a two-part podcast where we're going to split split up the podcast where one podcast will be on the news of the week, the other cat podcast will be on the Zack Snyder Justice League movie that we watched, we'll review and what tell us you tell us uh, tell you guys our thoughts on the project. This week, Warner Brothers made uh, news about what their plans are now that Zack Snyder's Justice League has come out. And if you're a Zack Snyder fan, you might not be all that happy with what um, the executive over there is saying about how his future lines up with what they're doing. So we'll talk about that later in the, in the podcast as well. Speaking of DC. Uh, just this Wednesday that we're recording this podcast, pretty big casting news for Black Adam. We'll tell you guys who will be playing uh, Dr. Fate in that movie. And some, uh, so I guess some doubt being cast in, in a guy that we thought was uh, just a lock to be in The Flash, though it had not been officially announced. Michael Keaton starting to kind of uh, hedge his bets, and, and it seems very unsure whether or not he actually will be in that film. So... Full slate of, of toughs today. Really good week to talk. My guys are joining me, starting with Shamari Stewart and Sham. Obviously, not only do we love superhero uh, TV, superhero movies, we're also big video game fans. And a little bit of a, of, a, of a downer this week to learn that the Gotham Knights video game being produced by, well, developed rather, by, by Warner Brothers Games Montreal is being pushed back to 2022. This game was supposed to come out this year, but uh, but that is not going to happen. They put out a statement saying that uh, they, they need to push back 2002 in order to give uh, to deliver the best possible experience for players. So, Shamari, I know you're a big big fan of the Gotham uh, Arkham series, and, and we've all been big fans of, of the stuff that Rocksteady and Warner Brothers Montreal has done with the Batman franchise. We both were really excited about this project. What are your thoughts on that movie? Excuse me, that video game being pushed back. Uh, so this, um, so with regards to this game being pushed back, personally, I mean, there's a few ways you could take it. Right now, I am of the opinion that if they need more time, they should push it back, and I would much rather they push it back than release a game that's broken and unfinished. Or a game that's just not finished, and then they release a bunch of stuff as DLC, uh, you know, that should have been in the game in the first place. Right. So I would much rather they push the game back, and you know, we get a complete game. So I don't, just hearing this, I don't mind it. It may it remind it just lets me know that they care about the quality of their finished product, and I have no issue waiting. I mean, you know. So yeah, I mean, I think it's I I have no issue waiting until next year. You know, if they were pushing back at three, four years, then it'd be like, all right, so what's going on? But just one year, it's like, yeah, I mean, that's mm-hmm. fine. So uh, so I have no issue with it. On the flip side, one someone can be like, oh, are there issues with the game? Is something right. wrong with it? Da, da, da. I mean, I 
I mean, hopefully not, you, you know, but, but I would, I hope I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, they're touching things up. They want it to run well on all consoles. So I have no issue with them pushing it back. Okay. Shamari willing to be patient. Kendall on the podcast as well. Kendall, you play these games and, and have watched us play these games as well. Are you frustrated? Are you concerned about the delay and the release date? What are your thoughts on the Gotham Knights announcement? Um, it, it's certainly interesting. Uh, after what we've seen in recent years uh, with some games that have been uh, released um, probably a little too early, uh, developers not having enough time because the studio uh, or the execs want to get out by the holidays. Yeah, they want to get it out by a certain time. Um, you know, or these developers having to work like endless amounts of hours to try and, yep. you know, push a game out and on time. Mm-hmm. Like, it, hopefully they can avoid all of that. Hopefully it's not <laughs> right. early. Hopefully, you know, workplace environment is, is at an all time high. So, um, if that means that you have to push it back, then that's then that's fine. Um, you know, because we've had some some games recently. Uh, you know, obviously Cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, Cyberpunk. The, the one that was uh, the biggest example of that this year, but yeah, I mean, it, it's not it's not ideal. But then also, like even like the, look at their direct competitor, which is that Marvel Avengers game. You know, there were some situations with that game where they had it may have came out a little too early, or they had to push it back. So, right. um, you know, it's not a it's not news that you want to hear. You want to hear that you know all systems go. Uh, at the release, but if you have to push it back, um, then you have to push it back. Yeah, I, I think I think I think we all understand that. You know, I think it's you know frustrating that you know this game that I think you know I was really looking forward to. We're all looking forward to won't come out exactly the time that we expected. But at the end of the day, we just want the best game possible. So, is there a reason, perhaps, to be concerned that okay, you know, are there issues with where, where they have to push back because they're having massive issues and will they be able to fix it in time? I mean, you just never know. You know, sometimes there are cases where that is the case and then you get end up getting a really terrible game and it ends up being a really bad experience for all. Other times, it really is just uh, a situation to just fine-tune things and make sure things are tight. Uh, I, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I've enjoyed Warner Brothers uh, uh, Montreal's ventures in the Batman video games when they have made games. Um, and the idea that this is kind of like an original story obviously they they've taken great inspiration from what they did with the arkham games what rocksteady did but the idea that they, this is something that's that's truly theirs and on their own um i want them to be able to feel as comfortable as possible with what they're giving us so i i'm i'm, I'm okay with it I, i'm willing to wait and i'm just really excited and hopeful to get this game in man because you guys know how much i love dick grayson um and really all of the robins and and, and backer who are all featured in this in this uh video game there's gonna be loads of fun and I'm looking forward to getting our hands on it. But I do want to uh, kick off the show with um, the it's the biggest news of the week, but a lot of things could have been the biggest news of the week because this was a pretty big week. But we got finally confirmation from Disney who announced that Black Widow, Marvel Studios film that was set to come out in May, will be pushed back to July 9th. And, and with that date, we'll not only have a theatrical release, but will also be released on Disney Plus for premium subscribers who pay an extra $30 for access to the movie. So we've been talking, guys, about this, you know, conundrum that Disney and Marvel have been in now for literally a year, where we were wondering when they would ever come to this point. 
There was a lot of uh, talk about Kevin Feige perhaps being wary of going this route. There was a lot of talk about maybe people at Disney being wary of going this route. And a lot of tough talk about how they would never do this for Black Widow. But it seems like they got to a point where there was no way they could move forward. And they had to say, all right, we, we can't we can't go back anymore. Which is ironically what I kind of said when we last talked about this. And that there was a certain date that they just couldn't stop. And they knew that May was not going to be a date where everyone would be willing to go to a movie theater and be vaccinated and everything be safe. So here you have this dual release on digital and theaters. Of course, with that being moved back, that adjusts the Marvel schedule a little bit. So now Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, that movie was supposed to come out in July. That movie now pushed back to September 3rd. Um, uh, the the uh, Eternals you know, stays in November and Spider-Man which is obviously a Sony movie produced by Marvel, comes out in December. So, Kendall, we've been talking over and over again about this day and whether or not it would come. It indeed has, has arrived, and we are now at the point where we will be seeing Black Widow on July 9th, whether it be in theaters or Disney+. Plus. That, that date is now set, and it will not be moved at this point. How do you feel about how they got to hit this point? Do you feel like it's been way too long does the fact that they got to this point kind of soften the blow for this year-long delay how how are you feeling about this right now yeah you know it's interesting last time we talked about this a couple weeks ago um when bob Pick was being was talking about uh uh at you know during one of his stakeholders uh calls and he basically didn't have an answer and we were a little bit like all right i mean you're going to have to make a decision very soon because we're supposed to come out in May. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when we talked about it, we, you know, I was of the mindset that you have, you can't move the May date. You can't move the May date and push it back because of the vaccine that, you know, if you push back a couple months from now, it's not going to be that much better. And that you have to release it on Disney plus EJ was of the mindset that he felt that they should push it back. And, um, that, things would be better at that at, at that point and you know we'll see from there um they did decide to push it back uh i am glad that they are putting it on disney plus um look i mean you know it is what it is uh in terms of like they already messed up <laughs> you know like if you're gonna do this you should have utilized premiere access sometime in 2020 uh, I would imagine, well, you know, like if they, if they knew that this would be the the if they were looking back, if they could go back and they knew that this was going to be the 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 move. Then you do this at, in 2020 when, um, first of all, you fully you can fully take advantage of the premier access day. I know they don't want to tank theaters, but in July of 2021, there aren't going to be that many people still going to see this movie in the theaters. It's just not going to be. There will be people. There'll be people that are vaccinated, people that, you know, just don't care, you know, people that aren't taking it seriously. That'll say, I'll go see this movie, whatever. But that's not going to be a large amount of people. That's not going to be a, enough of an amount of people that's going to that's gonna save theaters. It's not going to be enough. It's not going to be a big enough amount of people that it's going to make a dent. Cut, in, cut your losses, yeah. Yeah, to cut your losses or, you know, give you a su- sufficient cash flow. To, it, to make pushing it back a year worth it yeah it's none of that none of that makes it worth it (laughs) because 
you know, if you would have released it last year, the hype for that movie was at an all-time high. And everybody wanted to see it. Now people are kind of, I mean, people were upset when they pushed it back. People are like, again? Really? So, I I mean, look, you know, I'm glad that it's on Disney+. Plus. I'm glad that that wait and that conversation was over. I mean, there were people saying it's never going to Disney+. Plus. People saying it's definitely going to Disney+. Plus. Glad that debate is over, but... Um, I mean, this was this is what we proposed in 2020, so that's why I'm like so frustrated. Yeah, you know, we said like you, know, you can release it in the theaters if you want, but just put it on Disney Plus as well. If you're gonna make people pay, make people pay, and people will do it. No one, there were very, there were some people, you know, still, you know, in the peanut gallery saying 30 bucks for Black Widow, like through through them. But like that was that that conversation was much less around this one than it was for uh, nah. Mulan, for example. Yeah. Now the only the only Cruella Deville, yeah. There were some people that were like, "I ain't paying thirty dollars to see Cruella." Yeah, but which that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, to me, like for a tempo like this, it's fine. I mean, now now to shoot them a little bail sham. I mean, there was the conversation when you can Kendall compares it to Mulan and what we've been saying earlier. I mean, the the there really wasn't much of a viable release for theaters when we were pushing it. I mean, before, we weren't pushing for really theaters. We were pushing for theaters worldwide, but you know, in the U.S., there was no theater scene. There really kind of still isn't. I mean, theaters are just now beginning to reopen, but it's not, you know, some booming industry that people are, are, are flushing to. So I guess to shoot them any bail, you could say, well, the option to even do a theatrical release just wasn't even available to them. So this idea that yeah, we are very- if and we're allowing you to, to do it, you know, Disney Plus and theaters. For them, they may say, well, we didn't have theaters available to us in the United States, which is our, you know, I, I would still say is your number one target. I know China is but very, even Tenet very important, had too. But even Tenet theatrical release. Since right, but we saw what happened with Tenet. I mean, there was there are no theaters, so you make yeah. no money, you know. I, don't, I didn't even want to think about the numbers they did, but it was putrid. If you don't have any theaters opening in the U.S., or there are so very few then what's the point? So for them, again, you guys will hear my thoughts in a second, but like to shoot them just any bail, I think they would say, well, we didn't have a viable option to do a, a simultaneous release and make any money. From the fans' perspective, we don't care that much about whether or not they make money, but they are business. So that's, that's just something you got to put into perspective. I don't know. What do you say, Chan? Um, I mean, I, I mean, I have to agree with Kendall. You know, I mean, and, and which I mean, I've been saying this for the past year, so, um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's no surprise really to anyone. Uh, they should have just dropped it on Disney Plus. They shouldn't have thought twice about it. You know, they should be doing what HBO Max is doing. Warner Brothers really? is releasing everything on Disney, everything on on their streaming service, yeah. because they acknowledge we're in a pandemic. We're gonna take losses. We're gonna take losses. We're billions. We're worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. We owe like half. We own like half TV. <laughs> like yeah, let's just release these, you know, simultaneously. If you can see it in the theater and you want to, please go. But if you can't, which is most people, we're not gonna say risk your life and go to the movies to see it. It's consumer friendly. They get something. People are seeing it. People are viewing the product that they spend and so and much people money are, to are make. subscribing to HBO, which is a property of people Warner Brothers. Are, people are subscribing to HBO Max, which they care a lot about, you know, and they're they're competing with Disney Plus and all these. It just makes sense. 
it makes all the sense in the world to just for now, <laughs> you know, while we're still in the pandemic, release it on your streaming service. Let people who are subscribed to your streaming service see it on your streaming service. So, um, so yeah, even with the premiere access, you know, even if Disney were like, you can all you can see all our movies with premiere access, I'd be like, all right, fine. But yeah, so it took them this long to figure out that this is what they have to do. So, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I'm glad uh, that we're able to see it. I feel like they may have pushed it back to July because maybe they're maybe they're paying attention to, to President Biden or something. Maybe they're like, oh, he wants everyone to be able to go out by July 4th or something. So maybe they see July as kind of a, a gold period for the nation to be able to do some stuff. Right. So, you know, let's push it back to July and then push everything else back as well. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, I, they should not have waited this long. It shouldn't have taken them this long to realize that no one's going to see this in the movie theaters while we're in a pandemic. Um, I mean, I feel like they were, they were, they may have been just been trying to placate the, the movie theaters. Oh yeah. That's what I told you guys the last time we talked about oh. this. I told yeah. you that they had to deal with the movie theaters. Like they just, the movie theaters were just, their hair was on fire. They're yeah. like, how dare They're you, begging. how dare you consider yeah releasing it on your streaming service how could you do this just like sometimes you, you like you're the big company you gotta put your yeah. foot down and say look we gotta look out what's best for you no one is gonna go see this movie sometimes you gotta just spell out for them no one is going to see this yeah. movie regardless of how popular superheroes and marvel is right now i know this is your big supposed to be supposed to be your cash cow for the summer no one's gonna see this yeah you know so it's just it's unfortunate you know it's unfortunate but it is what it is. I'm glad we're going to be able to see it. Um, and again, uh, you know, I made so. that I made that remark. Uh, I think multiple times in the show, but I said it like, if they were going to release this in theaters only, um, and even still, it's not. I don't feel as bad about it now because at least they, they are releasing it on Disney Plus. But like I said, like this movie better be really, really good for all the hoopla that they've put us through. Like this mm-hmm. can't be. And they've put they've put that target in their back for no reason. They didn't, have, mm-hmm. you know, if they would have released this in Disney Plus on Disney yeah. Plus, I'm you know, last year, sometime last year, could have been November, could have been May. I, if it was average, if it was, you know, I don't know, Iron Man three, if it was Ant Man, if it was Captain Marvel, I would have been like, all right, you know, no, none, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. You know, the Disney Plus movie came out, it was fine. But after all of this, this has to be a, this has to be a great movie. A lot of, I've heard yeah. a lot of people saying, I don't even want to see it now. I don't care. I'm not, <laughs> if, if I have to pay, no, yeah. I'm not going to see it. People yeah. are just saying, oh, I'm not going to see it. I don't care yeah. anymore. Do, does anyone think, did anyone find the timing peculiar that, that Snyder Cut um, just dominated the internet the weekend it came out and then we get this announcement days later? I know these are big decisions and big things that you would think would have to take weeks and maybe months, but definitely weeks to kind of prepare a kind of rollout like this. But man, it was the first, you know, cause look, I'm gonna be honest. I feel like we, we always talk about Warner brothers being reactionary to Marvel or to bad headlines. Either one. I feel like sometimes we can't, you got to look at it both ways. You know, I, I found it peculiar that, we're getting this announcement a day or two after the Snyder Cut blazes the internet with commentary, with engagement. 
in our corner of the universe, that's all anybody was talking about for the entire weekend. And it overshadowed the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm going to keep it 100. It did. It, it, it came out first, and it's a four-hour movie compared to 60, 40 minutes of content from Marvel. And it's well, nothing yeah. to say that it was worse than, uh, than what we saw with the Dead Snyder Justice League. But it was clear who won the weekend. Well, the fact and, 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 and I can't help but think, you know, could this have been reactionary to what we saw? And, and Warner Brothers saying we can't, we're crazy to think that we're going to just continue to let Warner Brothers just release these mega projects on their app. And again, that's a that wasn't even a real movie per se. That was a movie that was fixed up that they did all those years ago, and that, they dropping Mortal Kombat and. Godzilla and, and King Kong, I mean, at, at a certain point, how many times are you going to let your competition punch you in the face before you decide to do anything? I almost felt like yeah. that could have been a last straw what happened this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, in terms of the announcement, uh, I can't really say whether or not they were, it was completely connected, um, but it certainly <laughs> was timely. I don't think it had much of an effect. Uh, they, they Even now, post-Black Widow announcement, like, I kind of came in and went, you know, I don't think people care because nobody cares about Black Widow at this point. Like they haven't marketed it for like over a year. But what I will say on the Falcon Winter Soldier aspect, um, you know, I think this is the other side. You know, when people talk about the way that Marvel wants to roll out these Disney Plus series, Disney in general, when their Disney Plus series, like when you don't do the Netflix model and you take it episode by episode, when HBO Max is releasing a full movie. Like like the Snyder Cut, people are going to be way more invested in that conversation than one episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, even if it's an hour. Like yeah. this, was, same thing would have happened to Wandavision after the first two episodes that they were released. Where we there were people would be talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, I mean, I thought people were talking about the Snyder Cut. So, um, had all of Falcon and Winter Soldier been released this weekend, along with next to the Snyder Cut. I would imagine Falcon Winter Soldier would have. And, and while we do say that, I mean, again, I know I've given them way more bail than I plan to. I guess in their eyes, I mean, they're not anticipating that their competition is dropping four-hour movies. And when they they're not thought about, about doing these shows, you know, they 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 think it's a normal process, you know. So, like, this was a very unique situation where they're, again, their 40 minutes of content was up against four hours of content. And the there's no way they was going to win that battle. I don't care how unpopular or popular Zack Snyder's uh, Zack Snyder is. It's just you just can't you can't win that. And they didn't. And then I think again, I'm not saying it's 100 percent what happened, but I found it peculiar. Then two days later, deciding, yeah, actually, you know what? All those times we were saying that we were never going to do this. Yeah, no, nah, we're going to do it. Black Widow, y'all going to get it on Disney on Disney Plus. It's just the timing is interesting. That's all I can. That's all I can continue to say in terms of how I feel about it. Um, it does feel like a lost opportunity in a way. I mean, I, I'm thrilled that this movie will come out. I'm thrilled we'll get to see it. I'm thrilled that I won't have to step inside of inside of a movie theater to see it. Maybe I'll be vaccinated. Maybe I won't. But I, I don't know, and I don't anticipate necessarily that I will personally feel comfortable to be in a movie theater in July. Maybe that will change, and if it changes, then maybe I'll try to support a local movie theater. But if that, I think I just, I just, you know, it's all about, as they said, providing consumer choice and serving the evolving preferences of the audiences. They make, they put this statement out, and it sounds all good, but it's like we've been saying this since we were losing 
you know, we're still losing thousands of people a day. But, like, we've been saying this forever. We've been saying this from the beginning. At a certain point, you got to respect consumer choice and the preferences of the audience. Like, they're using these words that I feel like the audiences have been using to them. And it seemed like just a very missed opportunity. There were times, as we talked about on the show countless times, where it was just dead media. There just nothing was really happening. It was that time, you know, pretty much right before maybe the NBA season got started, I would say, where it just felt like there was nothing happening. And it was a perfect opportunity between, you know, April till August to drop something. And even when things were bad, but like, okay, you know, more people are finding a way to put something out, you know, which I think I felt like started beginning ironically around when NBC started August, fall, you could have been part of that conversation for the first stuff that was happening in the new age of media in this hellhole of the pandemic. They they opted not to every single time. And now you come into here, uh, you give me another delay, which is like, okay, now I got to delay another couple months, though. I wasn't, I definitely wasn't stepping, stepping foot in the movie theater and, you know, in a you know, couple of months to see this film, uh, to do something that they should have done a long time ago. We've already seen Warner Brothers drop major projects. We've seen them drop uh, 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 Wonder Woman. We've seen them drop now Zack Snyder Justice. They're they going to drop more projects before this movie even comes out. Like, I, I just seen, I don't understand how you could have a full on project that's completed, wrapped up, done, and it ta- it's going to take, you know, like, you know, 15 months from the original release date before we see it. That just seems like a bad job. Seems like y'all are going to lose a lot of money that y'all could have gained a long time ago. And it is. it seems like these uh, ideals of consumer choice and evolving preferences of the audience really weren't part of your equation at all. And, I mean, the only thing that changed was this thing <laughs> with, with Warner Brothers and what they've been doing. So, I don't know. I feel like this is a, a, a part where I don't know if it was, you know, Disney being held back by Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige, who, again, had made statements saying he really wasn't thinking about this model. I think it's interesting that I didn't see an official statement from him at any point in regards to this rollout. I know Marvel Studios, the social media, and their press team had put out stuff. And maybe, and I forgive me if he has put out an official statement, but it ain't being brought up in Broad Street about what he thinks about this. We've not heard, I think, from him. So maybe that was the case. But again, you know, you're, you own that property. So at a certain point, maybe you got to kind of save the artist and the creator from themselves. It's not ideal. You know, we see one of it has now this massive headache of what they're going to do with Christopher Nolan or what they won't do because he sounds like he doesn't, he's done with them. But at the end of the day, you do have to protect the consumers because the artists at the end of the day are... Yes, you're producing art in some ways for yourself, but also is for engagement. That's why you do art. So if they people want to engage your art, you're not letting them, and you own it. I mean, at a certain point, you can't put your foot down. The best happy this happened and just happening wait months, months, months too late. The best thing about this news is that it's not affecting the entire Marvel calendar. They're only pushing back Black Widow and Shang Chi. Yeah, and after that. Everything is what it is. We're going to have a jam-packed end to 2021 when it comes to MCU movies. Um, four MCU movies in five months. And I feel like for me, Kendall, like Sorry. September, you're telling me September, you need to go to a movie theater to see our movie. 
I could live with that. I'm willing to see how things go. That's not crazy to me. I mean, we'll have to see. It'll have to see. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that it's going to be. You know, when I heard that, I was like, "Look, Shang Chi." We'll have to see. And I think yeah, that's, yeah. that's what they're saying. I think they can they can do the same thing they did with Black. Right. Man, you know exactly. They need to. But I see what you're saying. Like that but is my point is like that's what I'm saying. Like I we all agree that it's a wait and see deal. But May sounded insane given yeah. what's happening. And just again, I'm following the science, following the reporting. What you're seeing and hearing, September doesn't sound crazy. It's not I'm not saying that it's gonna be great or perfect right. or even safe. But staying with a straight face, y'all going to come to our movies to see this in May is just crazy talk. (laughs) It's just crazy. It's just bananas. So to do it now and say, okay, September, we hope you guys will be able to then come to the movie theater for that. I'm cool with that. I'm cool because I feel like at that point in time, it may become more of a personal choice thing than like a real per se risk where it's like, you're risking your, you're really risking your life going to a movie theater. You may feel, hey, maybe not too comfortable, but you know, to save our pockets, we're gonna put this out in the theater. And I would be mad, but I'll be like, all right, I understand it. You no, know, if COVID is below one percent infection rates, I'm not. I don't know. I'm throwing out numbers. I'm not saying this is possible or will happen, but th- it sounds like that's more plausible, obviously, in September than anything that to happen that's happening, you know, now. You know, the NFL, yeah. you know, you know, I know we do sports talk podcasts and we sometimes we merge things. And NFL is, you know, all the NFL teams, I think, are planning to have fans in the stands this season. Um, and, and not at full capacity, but at some capacity, some larger than others. So, and they're a September sport. So, if they feel like, yeah, we'll be good by September to have people come in. They had nobody in, in almost all of the stadiums last year. They were like maybe, like maybe a handful that did have people. Uh... If they're feeling like that, everybody will be good by then. Then that makes me, okay, I'll, let's see how it goes. But the May date was ridiculous. So I'm glad they did something to amend that. I'm glad they're finally putting their foot down and saying, okay, no, we're going to just drop this on Disney+. Plus. I, I do want to make one last point. I, I don't, I'm not insensitive to the unfortunate nature of the fact that, you know, Scarlett Johansson, and that team with, you know, particularly Scarlett Joe, because she's been part of Marvel for a long time. But even the whole team, they put this work in. Scarlett Joe has put this work in, in this environment, in this community for uh, more than a decade. And this was supposed to be a very, you know, landmark kind of moment for her career, for this character, for female empowerment, for female superheroes and women as a whole. It's it's terrible that this pandemic has taken that moment away from us i I don't i i understand from that standpoint why you you are hoping to have that big movie release that they've earned that the team has earned over there that worked on black widow that she has earned for her uh her work with this franchise and marvel it's unfortunate unfair that this is how it's gone down i don't want to be insensitive to that um but at the same time, it's just got to become a, a, a realization of just what exactly is going on in the world. I don't know if there really was that that realistic thinking for a long part of this, which is why they kept waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, and now here we are. There's part of me that also thinks that perhaps they also just like held out to the date in which they actually did think they could release in movie theaters, knowing they were always going to put it on Disney+. Plus. I think that's also possible, too. 
I think they never wanted to say that it will come out on Disney Plus, but I think they always were like, whenever we find a date that we we are gonna just stick out with it being in theaters, that will be the date it comes on Disney Plus. I don't like putting that out of the equation, but um, but yeah, I do want to make that point that it's uh it's unfortunate that you know there won't be this big rollout that this movie is supposed to have, and it, it's um it sucks, you know, it, it just does. But I do want to move on and talk about uh. The Zack Snyder Justice League, obviously, as I said, you know, we're splitting up the review of uh, Justice League because we just want to make sure we have everything all our ducks in a row in regards to, um, uh, you know, and make sure that review is kind of on its own is a massive project. I didn't want to, you know, kind of belittle it, per se, by putting it on the back end of this podcast. It's not like your random episode of The Flash or anything like that. But um, but I do think it was interesting to note what uh Warner Brothers executive or Warner Media executive Ann Sarnoff had to say, she's the CEO of Warner Media, about where everything stands now that Zack Snyder Justice League has come out. Um, it's come out to, we'll talk about it more in the review, but it, it's come out to generally positive reviews and positive reception. A lot of people have uh, enjoyed this, uh, this venture um, and enjoyed this project. And obviously we know the fans were a big part of making sure we even saw this uh, this film, but at the same time, uh, it appears that that there really isn't much of a future for Zack Snyder at Warner Brothers and for continuing his quote unquote Snyderverse. And, and on the on the uh, on, on the internet, you've seen plenty of these uh, you know hashtags. You know you know save the you know restore the 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 Snyderverse. You know, first, it was released the Snyder cut. And now at the point of, you know, restore the Snyderverse. Well, again, uh, uh, Ann Sarnoff is saying that, you know, none of that really will be happening and that this really pretty much marks the end of his journey. He said, she said, quote, we wanted to give Zach the, uh, the opportunity to complete his vision, a four-hour movie, which is impossible to do in theaters. We're happy that we have HBO Max to let the rope out, as it were, and allow fans to see all four hours of Zach's vision. I appreciate that that he loves Zach's work, and we have we are very thankful for his many contributions to DC. We're just so happy that he could bring his cut of Justice League to life because there wasn't any there wasn't uh, I don't know what this is a typo wasn't in a, it was, that, that, excuse me that wasn't in the plan until a year ago. With that comes to the completion of his trilogy. We're happy we've done this, but we're excited about the plans that we have. So that would you would think would kind of put all to bed any conversation about you know. Is it is it possible that they'll continue with this Zack Snyder world of movies after this very positive reception that they received for uh, for his Justice League movie that came out? If you watch the movie, which again we'll we'll talk about in this review, which is already up by the time you're you're listening to this, um, there are cliffhangers, there are hypotheticals, um, there are you know there are th- allusions to a future. Um, and Zach has said that, you know, him doing that was just the future that he was laying out for what he was supposed to do for Warner Brothers that he didn't get to do because of how that whole thing fell out. Um, Sham, it feels like this is essentially the, the worst nightmare that we essentially said could happen to Warner Brothers for doing this. Um, we talked about how if there's a chance that Zack Snyder's Justice League is fantastic and great or even if it's not great. But the fans really love it, or there's a local vocal, vocal uh, pe- uh, group of fans that pushes so hard and say that 
you know, we want to see more of Zack Snyder. We don't care about what you guys are doing now. That that would put DC and Warner Media in a pickle. And here they are, uh, you know, looking like, you know, a great jar of dill, uh, a dill's pickles or something, because this is where we're at now. I've seen a lot of anger from a lot of Zack Snyder fans, a lot of anger from just DC fans, not even just Zack Snyder fans. Again, that movie was well received. People saying, yo, man, like, I understand what y'all were doing, but this is very exciting what he put together, and we want to see that move forward. Are they making a mistake by by being so strong and saying that this is the end for Zack Snyder with DC and continuing his movies? Or do you think they're making the right call here? Yeah, it's, very, it's a very interesting situation. Um, we did bring this up before. Um, I mean, I think they... I, ultimately, I still think they did the right thing in allowing Zack to to complete his movie. I'm glad I saw Justice League. We'll give our review, obviously. Uh, but... Um, you know, I'm very glad that he got to to make the movie. Um, I mean, when it comes to uh, their decision, I mean, I tend to lean towards they'll get over it. That that tends that 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 is my gut reaction when I see because I've seen these people as well. That says you know, restored the Snyderverse, and you know, Warner Brothers saying no, we're not going to do that. I mean, because it's going to go one of two ways. Either they're going to eventually cave and do it, which as a fan of Zack Snyder's movies, I don't think that would be a bad thing. (laughs) You know, I think that especially after the Justice League movie, I would be very excited to see what he had in store, uh, you know, and and even if it were kind of like an Elseworlds kind of thing, you know, or or like Worlds of DC, kind of like what they're doing now, where you have different kind of universes and timelines and whatever. Even if they were to say, were to do something like that, I'd be down for that, 100%. But if not, I think Hamad has done a good job, honestly, in terms of helming the ship, making sure most of the movies are successful, um, marketing as well as he could and all that. I think he's doing a good job. So I, you know... I tend to think that this will eventually die down. The Snyder Cut came out. It was what it was, you know, and I mean, it is what it is, you know, it, 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 there's, it's no longer a thing of we were promised this and we never got it. It's just now it's just this is what more. We, this is what we want. And it's like, yeah. well, you don't always get what you want. You know, I mean, so it is what it is. Um, now, I think if Zach himself were to start, try to helm some kind of campaign or like sign on with some other company or something like that, then I think there would be a lot, a lot more heat and a lot more kind of pressure put on Warner Brothers. But at this point in time, I think it's more just kind of, you know, it's kind of just bluster, honestly, at this point. Um so, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I, I honestly, I think that Hamad is going to continue going the way that he goes um, and we'll continue getting decent movies because I like, mostly like the Warner Brothers movies. So I think we'll continue getting decent movies, you know, and, you know, there's all these other projects, Blue Beetle and a bunch of these other ones that are being announced. So I think we're going to get a lot of good movies going forward. Kendall, do, do you plan, do you think there will be a backlash to Warner Brothers if they go forward with... Sarnoff's uh, comments that there will not be any kind of restoring of the Snyderverse, and and um, uh, are they right to even do that? So, 
the only thing I'll say about that is that well, I think there already has been a little bit of backlash from the Snyder people. Um, oh yeah. Well, when I say backlash, I mean what we talked about, which is I ain't seeing Black Adam. I ain't seeing the Batman. I no, don't want to see anything no. that's not Zack Snyder's are, content. I, yeah, like, I really don't think that. These people like are said, all. Cluster. A lot of it is Marvel versus DC. You know, that's where I feel like a lot of the lines are drawn. I think a lot of the DC people also are also Snyder people. I think very few of the DC people are like anti Snyder. You know, there are probably some, but you know, I think most of them. You know, like a lot of the people are like, I'm a hardcore DC fan. A lot of them, I think, probably really enjoyed the Snyder cut and are pro the Snyder verse uh, and this, that, and the other. So I don't think that if you're also a DC fan, I don't see why you wouldn't want to see, you know, Shazam 2 or Aquaman 2. Um, obviously, there are your more diehard Snyder fans that may, I don't know, boycott, but um, nothing that, that would worry me if I'm Warner Brothers. But I guess the thing is that. The same thing you got before. First of all, those movies have to be good. Because uh, if those movies aren't good, then there you, you go. may get some people that start there to say, get really loud, just like they, just like we had before. That's what I'm but, talking about, yeah. But also, like, it's just, it's, I mean, it's a loud group. I mean, you already have people saying, you know, I, I saw people, like, you know, reacting to starting off comments by saying, all right, we'll just hashtag them. We'll just hashtag them to death. You know, let's get the hashtags ready. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Hashtag release the air cut. Like, these are things that they're trying to get done. I don't think the air cut's ever happening. And started off basically said it's not happening. Um, the Snyderverse is something that I think is more of a conversation because that is something, like, whereas the air, the air cut, like, I don't think there's very, I guess, is a movie movement for it, but we were already getting a James Gunn Suicide Squad movie, and seems like that movie they, they are high on, so... That's never happening. But the Snyderverse is something that could be financially um, lucrative for <laughs> for Warner Brothers. So I can see them saying, financially, it may be smart for us to bring back the Snyderverse if there are that many fans of it. Um, whenever, I always say this, but whenever there is a decision that involves money and the decision involves something that will obviously make you more money, or could make you more money, then anything is possible. Um, like Floyd Mayweather fighting Manny Pacquiao, or Floyd Mayweather fighting Conor McGregor, they both seemed impossible, like they're never going to happen. But there was too much money to be made on both sides mm-hmm. in both of those fights. So it was always going to happen. Like, this this is something that, is, that makes too much sense. Just like also Spider-Man going to Marvel. Um... There was too much money to be made on both sides for that to that for that never happening. Um, so yeah, this is something that seems impl- impossible right now. They're saying it's not going to happen, but anything's possible. Snyder wants to do it. There's a lot of money to be made if they do restore that. The only issue is that I mean, you know, if the Batman is really good, I don't think we're going to get this. If like if the and the Batman, I think is the big project for them. Because that's the big project right now on the Warner Brothers slate that is that completely deviates from anything Snyder. It, it smashes the Snyderverse. It, it smashes the Snyderverse. We yeah. have a new Batman. You can continue the Wonder Woman movie. You can continue the Aquaman movie. That doesn't uncanonize or decanonize anything that we've seen yeah. in the Snyderverse. Maybe some things that maybe he wasn't planning on doing, but you can you can find ways to work around that. Mm-hmm. Same with Shazam. Same with Black Adam. 
But when you make the Batman, that is outside of the Snyderverse. And so if they if that movie's really good and they they plan to make more and kind of really expand that universe, I mean, it doesn't mean you can't have two on-screen Batman, maybe three, depending on the story that we talk about later, but it, then it becomes a little shakier. Like, again, The Flash, another one. That, that one you can live, you know, as well. So that the Batman is the, is the really important one that I think internally, I think Warner Brothers' whole thing is really good, but also they need it to be really good. Because if it's not, then you're going to have the, the chirpers are going to get a lot louder about Ben Affleck, bring, bring back Affleck, bring back the Snyder Cut, the Snyderverse. Yep. So, yeah, um, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, and you got Manganiello, who obviously played uh, Deathstroke, saying that, yeah, you know, the Batman was going to be, you know, there was going to be a big fight scene that played out in the middle of Gotham City, and Batgirl was going to be helping Batman and get the fans going crazy with that today. Um so, so that aspect is out there. I did think it was interesting when Kendall points out, you know, right now it seems like the strategy is just we're going to hashtag them to death, which is essentially what they did to get, you know, release the Snyder Cut approved and done. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that starting off, you know, she does this interview with Variety, and you know when she's, they're going to, or someone like that is doing this kind of interview, they want, they, they're going to know what questions are coming, or they may even tell you what questions they want to answer. And she was asked directly about the toxic side to the fandom that really um, also was was fueling this campaign for release of Snyder Cut. And she let it, she made it be clear to me that she wanted to get some feelings out and some words out for those folks. This was not what we heard from, heard from Deborah Snyder and Zack Snyder, which I'm not going to get into it again, but I thought was weak sauce and a little irresponsible how they kind of brushed it off. Her, she was saying, we're not tolerating any of that. That behavior is reprehensible no matter what franchise you're talking about or what business you're talking about. It's completely unacceptable. I'm very disappointed in the fans that have chosen to go in that negative place with regard to DC, with regard to some of our executives. It's just disappointing because we want this to be a safe place to be. We want DC to be a fandom that feels safe and inclusive. We want people to be able to speak up for things they love, but we don't want it to be a culture of canceling things that any small faction isn't happy with. We're not about that. We're about positivity and celebration. So, um, I think it seemed like she wanted to say that with her chest. She, she wanted to get that out, um, in regards to kind of how we all got here. She was willing to praise Zach and let the record show that, you know, their plan is not to go forward, but also that I think that was kind of a note saying, we're not going to be cowering to you guys again for this, uh, kind of nonsense, which I'm not talking about the fans that were obviously, you know, great and positive and embraced Zach and just fans. I'm talking about obviously the toxic people that she's talking about, um, I don't, I, I, it's so tough because I feel like we're in a position now where it's, it's to me, it's the worst case scenario for, as you say, worst case scenario, I mean, it's worst case in terms of like if you were hell bent on just making sure Zack Snyder was out of your hair as soon as this was over, which I think is clearly what Warner Brothers wanted when this all started. And that's not what's going to happen. That's not where we're at, not even close. It's actually the opposite. He's in front and center as, much about everything he's doing is what all people are talking about, all people care about. Everybody's still still interviewing him, still asking him questions about what he planned to do. And this guy, uh, he's not shy to be... He's always clear to saying that there's no plans for me to do anything. I want to give him that credit. But he's not shy to talk about what he wants to do, what he planned to do, uh, how things would have worked out in the future. Um, and so he's going to keep talking. He's going to be in the media. He's not going to just go away. So... 
this is the problem because now you come in a position where you're trying to push these things and let's be honest you know you, you're talking about doing a black superman and you're talking about doing these other things we know that what Zack snyder did was in some to, to a lot of these Zack snyder fans and dc fans they felt it was very pure to like what the comic books are and it's very like it, it all that is nuanced even to say that it's like subjective because i would argue that it's not at all that <laughs> close to the comic books but again that's a difference of opinion and you're trying to do these new interesting things with him having this, you know, juggernaut of a project. I mean, the guy did Justice League. It, it it doesn't get bigger at DC than Justice League. And then to tell the fans that are now clamoring for more because they enjoyed this project that you're not going to get any more Justice League, but we're going to get these other projects. It's just not going to go over well. It's never going to go over well. And I agree. I think that I think that they have a problem. I think they they got to hit. But the Batman out of the park. If that is a flop or that doesn't work out, and look, I have no reason to believe it won't. I think Matt Reeves is a stud. Um, I love the trailer they we saw from everybody that was in it. Pattinson, Zaldana, Dono. Uh, it all looked great. Colin Farrell, I'm all excited. I'm not saying there's a reason to doubt it. But if there's any weakness in this film, it's going to be a problem. Because Batman is, you know, is is your your biggest probably individual franchise, him and Superman. And we know Zack Snyder had very, very particular plans for Batman. And he's been a center for uh, three of Zack Snyder's DC, uh, or Warner Brothers DC movies that he's done. You know, one, not, not you know, handled very well, not, not taken very well, but the Justice League, Zack Snyder Justice League movie, taken very positively. I think that they have a problem. This is why... I thought they were playing with fire with releasing it. I'm glad they did because I enjoyed the movie and I'm glad I got to watch it. And now we kind of know to some degree what we would have gotten had we had, you know, he got to finish his, his vision or at least his vision for this movie. But I think now they have a problem. I think now this is something that we're going to be talking about. They're going to be dealing with for the next year. You know, whenever the Batman comes out, I think anything that happened before then, I think it's kind of like small potatoes. You know, yeah, they're going to be yelling about, Black Adam and stuff. They're going to see it, but there's going to be same, the same talk about we need to get Zack Snyder back. That's not going to go away. These fans are persistent. The Batman will be the thing that can shut them up. If the Batman doesn't do the job, they're, they're going to be in a problem. And to me, what also hurts their case is they've not committed to a continu- to a continuity. So when you don't commit to that continuity, and you're, actually tell- you're literally telling the fans that, oh, individual... Directors can kind of just do what they want now. That's more license for people to say, well, then why don't you just let Zack Snyder do Justice League movies? Because if you're saying, oh, we're not like tied to anything particular, where the worlds of DC, which, they, again, a term they never actually officially rolled out, but it was a term that was being used in trades as something that they were kind of, that's the kind of vision they were looking at. If that's kind of the way you're thinking and moving forward, then that gives the fans more license to say, "Oh, well, do you got to do just you know Zack Snyder justly? Why wouldn't you continue it? Because it's one of your more, your more popular properties." So that 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 complicates things as well. You know, it, when you're Marvel, if you decide, "Oh, we're doing something totally different," because the continuity is going a different direction, everything's going one direction. It's hard. I mean, the fans are going to argue no matter what, but it's harder to make any logical case for why you should continue to do Zack Snyder movies on the side. When you tell your fans, actually, none of this stuff is really all that connected, and it's just, they're all doing their own thing. Well, <laughs> then why can't Zack Snyder do his thing? 
that's going to be a conversation they're going to have to deal with. And I don't, I don't know how they, I don't know how they argue that except just put out great content to combat that. That's the only chance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have to, uh, I agree if the, I think if the Batman is a flop, then that's, that's probably is going to be an issue. Um, but again, part of the reason I think it's an issue is because I like Ben Affleck's Batman. I think that's probably one of the better things that, that's, that, you know, Snyder did with regards to DC. I know, I don't know, it may be divisive, but I thought he was a great Batman. I thought Ben Affleck did a really good job. I thought the the choice to do an older Batman was, I don't know how I feel about it, of, of how I feel about it, uh, because I don't know how that, how good that is in terms of world building and creating a, a world that can, and a Batman that can be Batman for a while. But um, nonetheless, I thought he was a very good Batman. Now, I have faith in Matt Reeves. Everything that we're hearing about this Batman movie, it sounds like it's good. It sounds like people that know anything about it are saying it's going to be good. So, you know, I don't doubt that it will be good. Um, but if it's bad, that could definitely cause problems in terms of the Snyderverse. And because Justice League was a hit. Uh, the new the new Justice League was a hit. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that that would definitely cause some problems. I mean, I think it will be good. And they're going to continue making good movies. And honestly, even if it's not good, they'll continue to make a lot of money. You know, like if, if Batman's bad, but Black Adam's great, people are going to go see The Rock's Black Adam. Like yeah. they're going to go see it. If Static Shock is great, people are going to see it. If Blue Beetle's great, people are going to see it. If a movie's good, people tend to see it. You know, so, you know, I think the Snyderverse people, I mean, they were they were shouting and screaming with Aquaman also. But, you know, I mean, it still came out and people still went to see it. and It was still great. So, I mean, they can only do so much. But, you know, I think if Batman's bad, that would definitely not be a good thing in terms of DC's reputation. Any, any last thoughts, Kendall, to cap it off before we move on? Um, ultimately, I mean, I think that this is going to be like, look, I mean, and, you know, and Sarnoff can say what she wants about, you know, you're not going to bully us into making another movie free guy, essentially. Uh, you know, I think that this is, um, you know, that's a challenge. Sounds like a challenge for the Snyder fans. Plus me, the Snyder fans always want to smoke. Yeah. So, um... This will be this will be uh this isn't the last time we're gonna talk about this. No, it's, it's not. And it's, it's crazy because Kathleen Kennedy uh, has a lot of experience <laughs> with yes. battling fans. Yes, and Kathleen Kennedy, for the most part, especially when it comes to making uh, property that people want to see, has caped. You know, eventually. You know, we, for the most part, Obi Wan and Ahsoka. For the most part, has caved. Hidalgo, I don't. I'm not going to go into a rant about him and all that. You'll hear that later this week. Yeah, you'll hear that <laughs> in the next Hero talk. But like, or next uh, Imperial broadcast. But I mean, you know, we. I mean, with regards to Star Wars, we've seen fan, we've seen a lot uh, of fan sto- campaigns. We've seen fan campaigns. The only one she hasn't came to is uh, make Solo too. <laughs> but we've seen like you know executives cave. The fans yeah. are just like. This is bad. We want this. Yeah. Now, Warner Brothers is not bad, which is why I I think they'll be fine. Right. They're not making bad content. Yeah. You know, for the most, I mean, it's hit or miss, but they've had some huge successes like Joker and other movies that were just, Mm -hmm. just great. So, 
I don't think that it's not that bad, but I mean, you know, if they start making bad movies, eventually they're going to have to cave. Mm. Yeah, like I, I agree with you guys. And I certainly agree with Kendall. This will not be the last time we talk about hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Um, a new age has begun with the success of the critical success of Zack Snyder Justice League. Though I don't, I did think it was fascinating that this movie did not debut to better numbers than Wonder Woman 1984. So we talk about, and it's what I talked about a bunch with these fans, and that's why you are playing with fire. I mean, they had a good number. I think 1.7 million, whatever they said, that's a good number compared to Wonder, Wonder Woman 1984, 2.1. But that's the problem sometimes when you cave to loud fans. When they're the only ones yelling, sometimes you think that is everybody. We learned this weekend it wasn't everybody. Because it did not do as well as a movie that only featured one of the Justice League members. This is tough, though, because it's like this is a movie that a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people have already seen, but, you know, it's tough because you're remaking a movie that wasn't great anyway. How many people even understand it's a new movie? I mean, yo, Kendall, these are, these are, these are to me, built in excuses that we all knew beforehand. But these folks, the Snyder Cut folks, Said that this was gonna break the internet. It was gonna be the biggest thing ever, and but that and that the I, and that they the represented the the masses. We what, know that that wasn't the, the case. Movie. It was proven this weekend. What what was the bigger movie? What, what Wonder Woman got more people to click. It got more clicks also because you know one of the movies didn't get leaked, which which is a whole other conversation, which was part of the thing we talked about last mm-hmm. week. But you know it got more clicks. But what left a bigger imprint on the medium? One hundred percent, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Wonder Woman came and went, you right? One hundred percent, but that that's related to the quality of the art, which, which I mean, is what people are talking about. I mean, well, yeah, and, well, they they were talking about that, Kendall, but they also were talking about that this is what the people want to see. That was what I that was my point when I was bringing this up months ago. Was they keep saying everybody wants to see this? How many like I, you can't compute who these people are because they. It was a it was a non organic campaign. It was non organic because you know Zack Snyder and the actors got involved with it, so you can't call it an actual <laughs> truly truly grassroots thing. It maybe started that way, but it, it certainly wasn't very early on because it, it, as soon as it, it pretty much dawned that this was going to be a thing, Zack Snyder was one hundred percent behind it. Not necessarily. I mean, we don't know what money he was wanting, but we know he was tweeting it, he was supporting it, he was posting stuff. He wasn't shying away from being a part of this campaign. So when you present yourself as we're everybody, and then you don't beat no one number in 1984, I, it looks like what I said could possibly happen. Was that are you bowing to a very loud minority? It doesn't. In some ways, I agree with your point. That's kind of irrelevant because the movie was very well received. And ha- if you did another Justice League, the numbers would be crazy because of the word of mouth of people talking about the last one. But this, oh, all the fans want to see this Justice, the Zack Snyder Justice League. A lot of people wanted to see it. It did good numbers. It, you know, again, it, it beat forty minutes of Marvel content that week, but. Again, it wasn't even as big as Wonder Woman 1984 on its first day of release. And I guarantee you, if you told a designer cut person what was going to do more, I guarantee they all will tell you it was going to beat Wonder Woman. It did not. It wasn't really? really even that close. 
Well, so, yeah. I so mean, that's not, that's all I'm saying. I'm not talking about the quality and what it ha- what it means now and what the imprint is left. We all know what that is. But that's a bias. That's definitely a bias. Um, you know, kind of like like for them. You know, like yeah, if yeah. That's yeah. Person is you a like what you like. Could do better. I mean, yeah. I guess they would they would have said the Snyder thing, but that would have been that's like asking is you know. Uh, a Celtics fan, who's going to win between the Celtics and Knicks? I mean, I, I would imagine the Celtics fan would say the Celtics. But, but yeah, I, I don't think the perception... But, but, I th- that, but Kendall, the reason why that's skewed is because the, the it's, it, it's apples and oranges to make that comparison because on your end, that's like saying the Celtics should host this game because they're going to beat the Knicks. Like, that's what the Stanica people are saying. You should put this movie out because... Everybody wants well, to see it. I mean, so I think I, I and, and and there's other stuff for it. Of course, they say, "Oh, the artist deserves to create his own creativity." All the stuff that we all know. I'm not just going to do that. well, but I think a lot of them, like, I don't think their only argument was that it's going to make a I, bunch of money. I it's totally, I totally get that. I think there's a lot of them that just were like, "This is going to be really good. Like, this is going to be better than the other one." Kendall, You're going to watch out all the bad from the last one. That's what happened. And Kendall, I, I told, I don't look at this and says, "Ah, we." You know what? We were wrong because you know we didn't do as well as Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. So I'm not know. Kendall. I'm not saying that none. I don't disagree with any of that. All I'm saying is, I raised the question of these people saying that everyone wants to see this movie, and the question was I had was given this campaign, given the money that's been now behind it, what does the number look like for a movie that came out in twenty seventeen, and like, what does that look like? I, don't, I also, didn't know what it looked to, like. We also have to ra- and we, it, we also it, have to ratio how much money did this cost Warner Brothers? You know, thirty something, forty something million versus you know Warner Woman probably cost hundreds. You know, uh, you know, over a hundred to two hundred million dollars. Sham, do you understand my point? Kendall seems to not understand my point. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, I get what you're saying, Kendall, but I'm I'm speaking to just th- those folks. And this idea that this was the biggest thing that everybody needed to see and that they represented way more than what we thought they represented. That's what they kept telling us. Sham has, has been a part of that Snyder fandom in terms of he's a Zack Snyder fan and he, he sees their perspective often. So am I off on that, Sham? I mean, and you can tell me I'm off and, and, and I'm making stuff up or I'm not, you're not seeing it the way I see it. But to me, I think... This film, given the hype for it, given, I mean, four, it was four years of talk about this. And it doesn't beat Wonder Woman 1984. I understand that's a big release and it's a big. Off a great Wonder Woman. And, and, and a, and a big project. In hindsight. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984. No, I'm not talking about, I'm not, I'm not, you're putting that in my voice. I'm not saying that, like, it's nothing. I'm saying, I'm only speaking. Maybe this will make it clear, clear for both of you guys. When I say this, I'm talking from the Zack Snyder fan perspective. I'm not talking from the everyone else perspective. So from that person's perspective, I know what Wonder Woman 1984 was as a project. I, Of course I know. <laughs> I'm talking about what they told us, which is why we had to see this movie. And I, I like I was saying before, Kendall, I'm not disputing the other aspects of it. That an artist should finish his vision. That it's really much better than the other thing we saw and that it was terrible that you gave us that thing. And it would be better for the company. All that stuff is true. I'm not disputing any of that. There's no argument there. 
All I'm saying is there was an aspect of their argument that was this thing, everybody's going to want to see it as soon as it comes out and it would do crazy numbers. I saw good numbers. I didn't see crazy numbers. That to me does speak to Warner Brothers, to me, in my opinion, speaking to perhaps not the majority that maybe the Zack Snyder Cut fans would tell you that it is. That's all I'm trying to say. Sham, do you do you see that in that way? And am I presenting it in a way that's fair, or do you disagree? Uh, no. I, I mean, I I honestly I agree with you. I mean, I think I think I think that's I think that's fair because like you know I mean Wonder Woman, I and I mean and I mean you acknowledge that Wonder Woman obviously it's a different. I mean Wonder Woman had such an amazing first movie. Yeah, and, and it's a new movie. It's, it's a lot of stuff movie. that goes into it. A lot of stuff that goes into it. And, I mean, you know, going back to what Ken was saying, the Snyder people are biased, obviously. So, I mean, you know they're going to love Snyder. They're going to think they're going to have the kind of eyes of everyone's going to want to see this kind of thing because because that's just how they're going to see it. Um, now, I think some of them just may not be making the logical conclu- – coming to the logical conclusion that The Last Justice League was not a good movie or was not yeah. – or, or had a lot of issues. So I was gonna hurt it. So I was gonna hurt it. It just was. It's just how it just what happened. And the and to me, uh, the four hour runtime also hurts a lot of people. A lot of people saying, "Yo, I'm just, I'm not watching a four hour movie of this." Yeah, movie. and it's four hours, and it's yeah. all in one thing. It's not in parts. It's not like a series. It's just a four hour watch. So, so yeah. I mean, there are a lot of things that hurt it. Um, um, so yeah. I mean, I think that's I think that's definitely something that comes into play as well. Uh, so yeah, a lot of Snyder fans are probably probably wrong when it comes to their expectations uh with that um you know so i mean i agree with you nonetheless i do still like the movie i do still you know i do still think i do i would still like to see more content from the snyderverse but i agree with you that i think some of those expectations from from maybe the snyder fandom were were unrealistic i mean yeah if we're talking like the most irrational Snyder fan, you know, that I guess, like you said, thought it was going to be the biggest movie of the year, you know, I mean, I, I could care I mean, less. I mean, you say the most irrational, irrational Kendall, but like, no, but, you know, you, but I don't, I don't like, but Kendall, I don't think, I don't, I'm not couching it to the most irrational person. It's just someone who really likes Zack Snyder's movies. Like, I don't, right, like, right. You like what you like. Like, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that makes them irrational. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't surf the web. I don't know what they're saying right. in terms of if they really thought that this was going to be the biggest superhero movie of the summer or the year or whatever. But, you know, if, if we're talking like, was this a success for, for Warner Brothers? Was this, did this exceed expectations? I would say it did. It was a movie that cost him $30 million and it made, you know, it made 75% of what Wonder Woman did. You know, like a Wonder Woman movie that cost him, it cost, you know, two times what this movie made. So I, I mean, I not even two times, three times what this movie cost. So, you know, I understand that you know maybe it wasn't as big as um, Wonder Woman. It didn't match that Wonder Woman number, but and maybe there were some people out there that were like, oh, this is gonna be you know bigger than 1984, or this is gonna be bigger than Black Widow, or this is gonna be bigger than this. I don't know, but I just know that given the perception coming into it where there was a little bit of a malaise people are like i don't know about this at least from especially from my from my point of view um this to me exceeded 
all expectations from from the outside world. I, again, oh the Snyder people. I mean, I'm not in their world. I'm, I, I, I guess for me, I'm looking at it just in general. This, if you're a Warner Brothers CEO or a Warner Brothers exec, there's no way you can look at this and say, ah, see, this was a bust. <laughs> you know, like because it wasn't as good as Wonder Woman. Maybe for them it was a bust, but I, they're just excited. This was a great movie. Right. So I don't know. I'm not saying, I, I feel like, I'm not saying it's a bust. I'm not saying any of that. All I'm saying is, if you had told a lot of Zack Snyder fans how Justice League do, they would have told you it would be the biggest release that HBO Max does. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. That's just the fact. But what's that based off of? That's the what only problem. Like, what, like, who was saying that this was going to be the biggest release? You know, I mean... We're, I'm sure there are a lot I'm of tell, like, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what the fans kept saying, why we had to see this movie, was that they would do, people were, everybody was clamoring for it. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. Was, I, 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 I will go back to Sham, Kendall. I'll ask Sham, because Kendall clearly like disagrees. Well, Kendall, okay, I'll, we both disagree. I'll go to Sham again. Am I wrong that there was this, that part of their movement was that a lot of people wanted to see it? That a lot of people would see it. That was absolutely part of. Like I don't know how that's not yeah, part of the equation. Well, well, I mean, I, and now when the Snyder people say it's gonna like break records and stuff, I mean that that's just. I don't know if they. I don't know if they follow movies like that. Maybe or I don't know if they. That I wasn't think, a realistic expectation. Anybody who said that, that wasn't I think realistic. it's there's an element of disconnect from the Snyder fandom to just general entertainment consumption like they don't understand that superhero fandom isn't just the largest fandom quote unquote you know hbo max hbo max is gonna have many other releases that are way bigger than the snyder cut and wonder woman and all these other movies right. that are gonna come out this year right? but that's, that's just, my that's point true. yeah and i think they just <laughs> i don't yeah, know why kendall right. can't agree with that I, like that's my point no, i know I that's mean, what i'm trying to say and they were wrong and they thought that it would be the biggest like i don't like I don't know how that's to be. So I, I, look, I guess, I guess I'll meet you halfway and say, look, the 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 segment of the Snyder fans that felt that this was going to be the biggest movie of the summer were absolutely dead wrong. But that's not. I mean, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I won't. I can't no. over. I, we 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 did this before. Yeah. When we were talking about that before. We can't conflate every Snyder fan to be somebody that yeah. is completely yeah, unrealistic. That's, yeah, that's kind of another thing. I I do. There's partially a, a lot agree of segments. In that, of these, in that I, I don't know how many Snyder fans are like All, the only. This is definitely going to be the biggest HBO Max release. I'm sure a lot of them were. I'm not saying it was just you know a tiny, tiny portion, but I mean, I'm sure there are probably a lot of Snyder fans like me that are the also only, like, yeah. can't see this movie. Right, it may not make a whole lot of money. Or and, and, and the last thing, the only thing I'm saying, guys, is the notion that. When we came to, because the only reason why I bring it up is because when we had this conversation originally, my point was this is very fascinating to me because we still don't know what this looks like in a number. If you ask Snyder Cut people, it's legions of people all over the world. Like, it's just, like, but, like, as we all three agree, I mean, some of them aren't as rational, so you can't listen to them. But we, there, no one really seemed to have a great idea of what a number looks like for a Zack Snyder Justice League being put out. Whether it be before in the box office or before now through a streaming service, so the only reason I bring that up is because there are people that thought that this was this movement that swept the world and was this biggest thing ever, and there was this conversation about Wonder Woman 1984 
And there was excitement about that movie, and it was a big project. They promoted the hell out of it. Um, but at the same time, all you heard about in terms of this world we live in, in terms of the, the superhero corner of the pocket that we're talking about, the Zack Snyder Justice League talk was you couldn't escape it. So all I'm saying is it's those folks who kept talking about this being the biggest thing ever it wasn't. <laughs> it just wasn't. It's not, it's not to say that. It's not to say that. It's not to say that it wasn't a very good project. I enjoyed the movie. I think they should do more Just- Zack Snyder Justice League movies because I think that they've backed themselves in the corner they can't control, and I want to see more. So that's how I feel about it. But I'm also interested to see what's the second weekend number going to be. What's the third weekend? Number? What I'm seeing is sounds like the engagement is much better for this film, which is obvious. Than, than this so how long people are staying with it things like that is doing much better than Wonder Woman 1980 I know people that and I don't that deny that, that or argue that all I'm saying is just that. pure hype for wanting to see the movie yeah. when it's dropped and what it was supposed to be I didn't think it'd be comparable to to according to what they would tell you. I didn't I would have thought they would have had more than what I didn't think it would I'm saying what they were saying if I believe what they were saying I would have thought it would have done Better than Wonder Woman 84. I 100% would have thought that. That's not what happened. And I just think that it's noteworthy to point that out. And when we have Sarnoff saying that, what, is, what was the exact quote? Were... We're not going to a small faction of people? I mean, she's, she, I, I don't, I don't think that's just, she's, I don't think she's just saying anything. Like, I don't think she's just saying, uh, you know, uh, we don't want a, uh, a culture of canceling things that any small faction isn't happy with. Who do you think she's talking about? Kendall, who is she talking about? If you, listen, if you were to listen to Fireman Ed, go to see if you would have thought the Jets were winning 14 games. But Kendall, do you not think that is a con- when she says we're not canceling things that any small faction isn't a fan of? Who do you think she's talking about? Who? I mean, I would imagine. I guess. I guess she's talking about the Snyder people. Okay, so my point, and that was my only point in this whole thing was: is this a small faction or is this? This larger movement that they keep saying it is. Clearly, she thinks it's a small faction. Because she's talking to them right there when she makes this comment. Yeah. So that's all I'm trying to say. You've been arguing this whole time. That's all I'm trying to say. Is it appears to me that, yes, this was, to some degree, a small faction of people. It was it was large in, in a vacuum because it's still millions of people. And even people like myself who weren't. I'm not a Snyder, as you guys can tell. Anybody can know. I'm not a Snyder Cup fanboy. Um, I still watched it. You know, the minute basically it came out, or the, t- the first time chance I got, I, I I turned it on. You know what I'm saying? But like, it still says something to me that even Warner Brothers, they have all the numbers, all the data, and yes, to the Snyder Cup fans, people, uh, they will maybe want to spin things and say, but she wants to frame them as a small faction. You could say maybe she's doing it because she wants to belittle them, but maybe she has numbers to suggest this was a small faction. But, it, but that's what all I'm trying to say. They were saying it wasn't a small faction. Or that's or that's all I'm trying to say. Why would somebody want to release a Snyder Cut early? You know? And like, I'm like, look, I mean, it would affect the numbers, you know, make it seem not as big as it was. You know? Like, I, I, mean, I don't know what the numbers would have been had it not been leaked. That's all speculation. But like... That just goes back to like that's that's where that motivation could have lied, you know. If there are if there were people at Warner Brothers that 
didn't want this movie to do better than Wonder Woman or didn't want this movie to do, you know, epic numbers. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think she's wrong. I think it is a small faction. Yeah. Particularly of people that want, you know, the Warner Brothers stop making these movies and make Snyder movies. <laughs> 100%. I don't want them to stop making Black 100%. Adam or to stop making Blue 100%. Beetle or to stop making Static Shock to make Snyder movies. Yeah. I don't want them to do that. If I had to pick between which I'd want, I'd want those movies. Yeah, Doug I understand Strayman. that, Shane. I think, I think All I'm trying to say is that there are people, there are a lot of people. DC movies exist, I think that's that's a larger faction. If you're talking about the people that are like going online, making their like their Twitter name, you know, John, hashtag release the Snyder Cut, like that guy, that's a smaller faction of people, you know. But I, again, I think the the typical DC fan is probably a fan of the Zack Snyder Justice League movies more than someone that's the typical Marvel fan, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so I would consider myself more of a Marvel fan, personally, especially with what Kevin Feige's done. So I wouldn't consider myself a, a you know, a fan of the Snyder movies. They're fine. But I wasn't, like, super... I wasn't even super hyped for this movie. I, I saw it day one pretty much only because, one, Shamari was watching. He's a bigger Snyder fan. But then also because word of mouth. I didn't want to watch a four-hour movie, like, first chance I got, but the movie sounded like it was really good, so I watched it. But um, but I think there are, there, there, I think it's a larger group of people that are DC fans uh, in general that are fans of Zack Snyder's movies, and we're very excited for this, probably more so than um, your average person. But I think that person uh, isn't going to be as vocal online. And that's where I think Warner Brothers, I think they know that. You know, I think they know as long as again, that's why it goes back to the Batman. As long as the Batman is good, then that then that small faction of people won't won't hurt them. You know, yeah, yeah, I agree. Let's talk about the future of DC and a major, major casting that came down just this Wednesday. Um, Piers Brosnan, former James Bond actor. 007 himself has, according to the Hollywood Reporter, been cast to play Black. Oh, excuse me, uh, Doctor Fate in the Black Adam movie. Scared me. I thought you were gonna say Black Panther. Jeez, <laughs> 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 thank God I didn't say my hands though. No, uh, sorry, my notes were a little scrambled. Uh, Doctor Fate in the next uh, in the in the Black Adam movie. That of course is gonna be starring The Rock as Black Adam. Um, also got Aldous Hodge in that cast as Hawkman, so uh, you kind of have to me now the, the the makings of a pretty interesting cast. You know, you got the, your mega star, The Rock. You got your kind of like legacy Hollywood star in Brosnan. You got an up and coming star in Hodge. Then you got some like kind of like younger actors and actresses. You know, uh, you know Noah Centino doing Adam Smasher, uh, Quintessa Swindle. Doing Cyclone, Adriana Tomas doing Isis, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Sarah Sai doing Adriana Tomas as Isis. So, um, I, I I I dig this casting. I mean, I think that he, he's in many ways, I think, a great fit. And I do feel I did feel like this movie probably needed one more big name. And I think he's like literally like the kind of perfect mix of like with the people they got. Like I said, I think they were missing that legacy star to opposite The Rock. You know, Aldous Hodge is great. Um, 
and he's going to be, I think, a superstar in Hollywood. He's been, obviously, in Hollywood for a long time, but I think his time as maybe being that, like, top tier is right around the corner. If they need another person who either is top tier or has been top tier in the past to also kind of round out the cast, um, Brodson fits that bill. I think that he, he, he works in this role a lot, so I'm excited to see how he does. Yeah, I think this is really, um, this is very interesting um, and exciting, honestly. Uh, I mean, Dr. Fate, I feel like having him play Dr. Fate makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, I like that we have kind of an older, more mature Dr. Fate. It makes it makes this Dr. Fate seem more, uh, um, what's the word? Um more aged, you know, which yeah, makes grizzled. which more grizzled, you know, which which is a good Dr. Fate. That's the Dr. Fate I want to see. I don't want to see a young, fresh Dr. You know, Fate. U.S. <laughs> you know, I don't want to see all oh, the Dr. Fate sidekick. I want to see Dr. Fate, Dr. Fate. So I'm glad, um, you know, so You're I under his feet. <laughs> so I'm glad we uh, we're getting a, 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 a very talented, very well-known uh, Dr. Fate. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this Black Adam cast, uh, you know, The Rock put out, the Justice Society has come together. So this is what we're getting. Um, and, I mean, this this movie is going to be massive. This is going to be a massive, it's massive a movie. It's going to be a massive hit, um, I think. As long as they, if they give it the budget, which they will, it's going to be incredible. I don't see how it's not. I don't see how it's awful or bad. I, I, I can't remember the last time I saw a really bad rock movie, though. I haven't seen Rampage. Yeah, I was saying, like, you I avoid a lot of them. I haven't seen Rampage. <laughs> but I haven't seen... Look, I like his movies. Yeah. I think he does a good job, especially particularly action movies. Right, right. I mean, I've seen all those Fast and Furious movies a million times. He does a great job as Hobbs. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, Which means I think he, he does a great job as the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and I mean, and who do we say when we were thinking, oh, who should play Black Adam? Who was the first person? The Rock. Yeah, yeah. He was the first person. I said right. Luthor. Uh, <laughs> for the rock, <laughs> that was a whole other. Yeah, that was OG. That was a whole. There was also a movement I think to make him like uh, John Stewart too. Yes. Yeah, so which that, that was yeah. also a thing. But um, I'm glad we landed on Black Adam, to say the least. Yeah, which you know, again, we I I, I still don't know how exactly they're going to navigate the whole, um, you know, the whole leader Kondok. of leader of Kondok situation. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you know yeah, the yeah. ethnic religious religious makeup of Kondok spicy, is, yeah. but we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. I mean, I think I think they'll find a way to navigate it with with care and and right, uh, right, right. make it so that it's not so, you know, such such a controversy. Um, but I, I think they'll find a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, this is, um, like you said, like both of you guys said, this is a nice way to to kind of round out this cast um, with a very seasoned vet. Um, you have, like you said, more so, more so up-and-coming actors. Like, I mean, Aldous Hodge is going to be big, I think, uh, going forward. I think Noah Centino is really kind of picking up um, – you know, I think you'll get a lot of the younger fans who will be fans of him. Um, but uh, Pierce Brosnan is gonna gonna gives you a pedigree to this movie that you know you'll get some some older fans that may say to themselves, you know, or The Rock. I recognize The Rock, but 
who are, who are the other people? Who is he fighting? And E.C. Pierce Brosnan is part of the cast. Um, that'll that'll certainly get some eyeballs for for some of those people as well. I do wonder, like, if you're bringing in Pierce Brosnan, like, how many how much is he wearing the helmet? You know, <laughs> I mean, he's taking a role like this. Uh, I mean, he's he's at a point in his career where he doesn't have to prove anything. He probably just wants to check. But uh, <laughs> no, no disrespect to Pierce Brosnan, hmm. but um, you know. Dr. Fate, typically he's wearing his helmet. Um, not always, but uh, it also is a good way to... He's only Dr. Fate when he's wearing the helmet. Right? Yeah. Or, right. or is that like, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's true. So, that'll be interesting. But, um, this is also a good way to separate him from uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Although you're getting another, I think so yeah. another Brit. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had an older, much older yeah. character who is not even... He's almost like a almost like a spirit, you right. know, yeah. as opposed to, you know, just a, a magical guy. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, the body is just a vessel. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I I think that this is a good casting. Um, happy to see Brosnan, you know, in a in a big movie again. You know, it's been a little minute, so we'll see how he ends up doing with that movie. But the other uh, last story for today, guys. The um, it is regarding Michael Keaton and whether or not he actually is committed to being Batman in The Flash. So Andy Mashinucinetti is doing this Flash movie. We know that there are elements of time travel, perhaps dimension travel in the film. Uh, the rumor is that Affleck's going to be in the movie. The rumor is also that Keaton is supposed to be in the movie as well. And the reports are that he will continue as Batman uh, the older Batman in these future DC movies. But when he was asked about it, uh, when he talked to Deadline, he seemed very noncommittal and even said that he had not read the full script of the movie because he'd been too busy. He said, quote, uh, tell you the truth, somewhere on my iPad is an iteration of the whole Flash thing that I haven't had time to time yet. I called them and said, I have to be honest with you, I, can look at any, I can't look at anything right now. I'm so deep into this thing I'm doing. Also, I'm prepping a thing I'm producing and getting ready to go down the road in the fall that I'll be in. I feel very responsible to that. So, yeah, uh, that there is that. I'm not being cute or coy. If I talked about it, I'll just be BSing you. I don't really know. I have to look at the last draft. And then he, he also kind of spoke about the situation with the pandemic in terms of whether or not he'd be willing to go to the UK to film this movie. He said, I keep my eye... Uh, more on the COVID situation in the UK than anything. That will determine everything. So that's why I'm I'm living outside the city here on 17 acres, staying away from everybody because the COVID thing has got me really concerned. So that's my first thing about all projects. I look at it and go, is this thing going to kill me? Literally. And you know, if it doesn't, then we walk. So doesn't sound all that convincing that he'll be in this film, but... Use the huge caveat of we've heard this song and dance before with people being non-committal. Saying, I don't think I'm actually a part of that project, and all of a sudden they are. Uh, we've seen it a lot with Marvel. Sham, do you think there's a chance this is what's happening with Michael Keaton? It sounds pretty crazy that you know they say, "Hey, he wants you to be Batman. We need an answer soon." He's like, ah, "I'll get to it. This is on my iPad somewhere." That sounds a little weird. Uh, it does sound kind of weird. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's some hesitancy from him. Uh, you know, uh, because of, I don't know if it's because of how passionate fans are nowadays and maybe he's like, ah, do I want to touch this? I mean, I played a villain that was fine. 
no one was going to have any strong opinions about me one way or the other. So, so, but, um, but yeah, I, um, I don't know. I, I always, when it comes to situations like this, I always tend to lean, you know, if the, if the, if there's enough zeros in the check, you know, he'll sign on. Right. (laughs) Like that's just the way it is. No disrespect to Michael Keaton. No disrespect to Michael Keaton. He has more than (laughs) enough money, but if there's enough zeros in the check, (laughs) he's going to sign on. But you think by Uh, now they would have already told him how the money is. Like, the million dollar like, man used to say, EJ, everyone's got a price. Ha 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 ha. Shout out Shout to Ted DiBiase, man. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll see a minute. I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't know, you know, what, what the deal is. It's, it's kind of strange to get such a, uh, such an answer to a character he's played before. That I, I would imagine he has fond feelings about yeah. playing such an iconic character. He's like, ah, it's on an iPad, I guess, you know, somewhere. Else. And he's like, oh, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think he'll play. I think we'll see him. And again, I think the I think money talks, and I hate to be so like you know shallow about it, but I mean it is what <laughs> it is, you know. So you know, even if he doesn't necessarily feel like playing Batman now, I think Warner Brothers can convince him uh, at some point. And I think I think we'll eventually see him. Because Jamar is saying he's on he's at the Pierce Brosnan stage of his career. No. Um, <laughs> so so first of all, um, I you know I do want to harken back to what EJ said earlier in the show where he was like, look, I mean, you talk about DC uh, and the way they they do announcements. We talk about Marvel doing announcements, but you know DC. They threw out the, they kind of were throwing the Keaton stuff out there as the Ray, some of the Ray Fisher stuff was getting pretty heated, uh, getting pretty, uh, um, you know, salacious for lack of a better term. And they, they throw out Michael Keaton, you know, Michael Keaton's going to be in, uh, in, in, the, in the Flash. And people all of a sudden, you know, they, 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 they direct their attention to the Flash movie. So that's what Ray Fisher talked about. That's what he has talked about for, 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 for months now. Uh, and look, we'll talk about Ray Fisher. She did a great job in uh, in Justice League. Uh, we'll talk about that in our review. But um, you know, does make you wonder when they announced this? Was this like a done deal, or was this something that they were working towards um, that they just threw out there just to just to distract from something else or to have a, have create some buzz? Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that part, uh. You know, I, I mean, I look about this, I think about this, and I'm like, if so, if this was a legitimate announcement, what could have changed between now and then, where they they thought they had a done deal, or there was a done deal, and now he's warm about it? I don't think it's the money, because I would imagine if he signed on, like, the money would have been right when he signed on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, COVID hasn't gotten any worse, um, you know, it's it's still bad, it was bad when he signed on, it's still bad now, but you, you would argue slightly better because of the vac- vaccinations, I would hope Michael Keaton's gotten vaccinated at this point, but, um, yeah, I would assume I'd so, be shocked. You know, unless he's not, unless he doesn't want to. Yeah, unless he just doesn't want to. <laughs> which is a whole other conversation. But, um, but, you know, things have gotten better, if you would assume, I mean, the COVID excuse, I mean, it's, it's not, it's, it's a real, it's a real excuse, but I was just wonder if, if he did actually sign on, why would he then not do it? Um, so that, that's weird. Also, so also considering we expect him to be in a Spider-Man movie or he may show up in a Spider-Man movie. Um, but so the one thing I think that could have changed is, and I'd say it, I mean, maybe he read the script, 
and was like, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know if I, 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 I would. Right. Yeah, um, that's the one thing that that could have maybe you saw a video on the internet of the main character oh. choking, <laughs> choking somebody. <laughs> but I would hope so, you would have seen that already. Jesus. But, but, but maybe not. I mean, look, I'm just be, let's just be honest, okay? I, I'm not going to go on a rant again. I'm that's just saying. Why, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Um, I'm just saying. I don't think that's what happened, but. Yeah, but it's probably, uh, we can't ignore it. I mean, it would convince me. Right. I'd be like, wait a second. Why is this guy in the movie? Right. right? right. He's the main character. This is my co-star. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of. So, that's yeah. Cool. I mean, I, I'm, I think that this was a, I don't know what this was, but it very well could have been a script situation where the script's now starting to come together. It's getting sloppy. You're hearing about all these random characters that are showing up. Mushinetti saying this is a flashpoint. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, so I don't know. That's my only theory. Mm. I mean, I, I I think this is much to do about nothing. I, I I think he will be in the movie. I think that it's all good. I think that he's getting questions that he's not ready to answer. So he, they told him to play coy. And I think that this is him. Trying to you know pour water on this idea that he's a lock for this movie, which is all what we've all been told that this was was going to happen. Not only that he was going to be in the Flash, but that he was going to be in future movies. He was going to be in Batgirl, and you know, and then we know those projects are in development and ongoing. So um, I think this is what we've seen from Marvel. We saw from Tatiana Mazzani um, and plenty of other folks in recent uh, in recent months and, and recent years, where you know they they got to answer questions to the media on these topics. And they gotta just lie and deny. I, I I don't I just don't see how I know the dude is super famous, super rich, but I don't see how, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world tells you they want you to play your most iconic your iconic role in the history of your career and he's also the most one of the most iconic figures in pop culture. They want you to play that character again in another big movie and play him for the foreseeable future and you just haven't gotten around to the script. I, I'm not. I know he's Hollywood. I know he's done a lot. I know he's got a lot going on, but I just don't. Be, I don't believe that he's not seen the script of Flash. That doesn't make sense to me, because at a certain point, they ask you to do something that massive. That's a huge decision. You're not going to just say, "Oh, I guess I'll just get to it." I mean, that this movie is supposed to film technically start shooting in several weeks, yeah. so uh, it's you know a now another deal. It feels like. I mean, I don't think he can just wait forever. You know, at a certain point, you got to tell him either in or out because they got to make massive adjustments to the script if he's out so i don't think that they gotten that far i think they didn't know he's in but you know could be you know dollars and cents to trying to work out with the agent you know things like that but i just for some whatever reason he wasn't ready to talk about the project so he didn't that's what i take it um i think that he'll be fine and he'll be in and we will have no issue whatsoever that's just how i how i look at the situation but i think that's going to do it for this edition of the new generation Hero Talk Podcast. Again, this is a kind of a two-part podcast, so um, we're going to be doing our Justice League review. As soon as we stop recording this one, we'll literally just record back-to-back and post these up back-to-back on our podcast channel. So thank you guys for checking this out. Of course, you catch all of our podcasts on New Generation Podcast Network. That's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, make sure you catch us on social media, New Generation Media, on uh, uh, Facebook, New Generation Pod. On Twitter and New Generation New Generation uh, Media, excuse me, New Generation Podcasts on Instagram. I got turned around there. Also, uh, make sure you follow our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. We're on there, and uh, make sure you follow us on social media. Oh, yeah, they did social media, right? I'm all over the place. But uh, make sure you follow us on YouTube, obviously, because we got our Falcon and Winter Soldier review is up. Episode one is on there, so you guys want to make sure you check that out. 
and follow us individually on social media. I'm at Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. Instagram, action EJ. Shamari is on Instagram at Snapchat, MCSham22. Ken Look will be found on Twitter at NewGenKen. Thank you guys once again for checking us out. Kendall, Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.